SAFM 104-107 Nationwide Leading the conversation The Viewpoint 8-10pm Flipping conventional wisdom on its head on SAFM. Indeed, on April 21, the government made an announcement that would provide social relief to millions of South Africans faced with distress as a result, facing distress rather because of COVID-19 pandemic. The Department, of so- the Department of Social Development was as a result tasked with not only the administration and administering of existing grant system, it also had to facilitate the distribution of food parcels and pay careful attention particularly to shelters, nutrition programs and other community-based initiatives. Whilst there have been many challenges in grant increase and equitable distribution of food parcels, provincial governments are stepping up to their identity are stepping up to identify and implement interventions that best suit the needs of their people during these trying times. For the Free State, now we are joined on the line by Mamiki Kabete, who is the MEC for Social Development in the Free State province, to tell us more about their responses so far, 76 days in, in COVID 2019. Mamiki, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. So, uh, good evening and thank you very much and uh, greetings to the listeners. Excellent. What can you tell us that is not part of the ordinary schedule of the Department of Social Development in the Free State that in the last 76 days is a direct response to COVID-19 that is going well? Well, COVID-19 itself is something uh, that is uh, uh, out of the ordinary. Mm. None of us knew that uh, the whole world will be turned around uh, or upside down by the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, Free State is not immune from uh, the problems of uh, the world and the country, that it came unexpected, that we didn't have a budget for it, that we didn't know how to respond to it as we started and we made a mistake we made some mistakes and we learned through our mistakes we are beginning to have a sense and learning to live with a uh, the COVID 19 uh, pandemic it, it seems to be our new normal but uh when it started uh, i think it started with the announcements that were done at uh, national level uh, the lockdown and lockdown was coming uh, up with a lot of challenges uh, amongst others the people who were used to hustling for themselves in order to get this and that in the homes they were now uh, vulnerable in terms of uh, food security two we had to close down uh, the ecds for the children to be safe uh, at home and um, three we had to close down uh, our institutions for the families not to visit the children the people with disabilities and the elder people in uh, the institutions now all of those things they were putting trauma on uh, those that are institutions Uh, uh, now our social work service in terms of giving psychosocial support uh, had to to increase the other thing that we had to do which was new to us very challenging to us was to take the people uh, who are homeless from the streets and set up uh, shelters for them it came as an unfunded mandate new thing that we are supposed to deal with 
Uh, in the Free State, we have uh, 11 shelters that where we have put uh, people who were living on the streets. And we, we realized when we were with them that, yo, there is a complexity of issues from all of these people because uh, they come from different backgrounds with different challenges. Some of them, uh, they came to bigger areas to seek uh, opportunities, they couldn't find jobs, they found themselves in the streets. Some of them, uh, they were locked up by the lockdown. They couldn't go to uh, the areas that they were supposed to go to and they were sent to uh, our shelters. Some of them were those who were abusing uh, some substances, some glue, some nyaope. So it was, you know, a plus of issues of people who were supposed to be at one place. Some were those who were just admitting that, well, me, uh, I was having a problem with discipline at home, and I left home. I, that's why I'm, I'm on the streets. Some were family challenges within within their ho- own homes, mm. which uh, brought them to the streets. So we, we we collected all of them. We put them at one place. We we had to learn as we were working. Now, our social workers had to deal with that, had to deal with also uh, helping the Department of Health. That the Department of Health, as it continues to screen and test the people, we were supposed to be there to give uh, trauma support on those that are... You know, when, when it is said that you must uh, go and, 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 and screen, just screening, it, it, it has a particular burden on people. Whereas when you test positive, now we had to be there to, to play that role. Over and above that, we had to ensure that we distribute food to the families that are vulnerable. Couple to eat are the children who were receiving their only meals from the schools. And now when the schools were closed, they were not receiving any meal. We had to be innovative. What to do to ensure that those children do not become vulnerable, that they still get uh, the What food. have you done in the innovation that you speak of? Well, uh, we have what we call uh, community nutrition and development centers. What is commonly known as soup kitchens. Now, these soup kitchens, when they were operational, they were feeding individuals because they would cook maybe soup or what and give food to the individuals. Because of the COVID-19 challenge, uh, we had to ensure that some of the budget items that are not operational uh, under COVID-19, we take the money from all those we redirected to where the need is, and we redirected to the CNDCs to ensure that we they don't just because they could not even cook. People would were under lockdown; they could not go to the centres to go and eat. So we beefed them up in order to buy food parcels for them to deliver to the families. Now the children who were now missing a meal from the school, they were getting a meal from the food parcels that we were taking to the families. And we got uh, the steps from the Department of Education. Also, the families of the children were is house-headed. 
is child-headed households. Mm. We were helped by uh, the Department of Education to get such uh, data and we distributed to such. Let's talk about the success thereof because, I mean, automatically the inherent challenge with that is that that meal that the child would otherwise have in the school setup now has to have it at home. Of course, it doesn't accord that that meal will only be enjoyed by the child. How then have you ensured that, to the extent possible, with all the information that the Department of Education would have forwarded to yourselves, that you have at least guaranteed, because really social development is in charge of children, that's your province exclusively, or not exclusively, but primarily. Those children who are in households where there are many people with whom the child lives and as a result there's a competition for food and and I'm sorry to use the term competition but that's the reality Mm. how do Mm. we ensure still those children's best interests are looked after in the home setup we were working very closely with uh, the CNDCs themselves were were checking because uh, the, the, the good thing about the food parcels is that we package them in a manner that it feeds a four to five people in a family for a whole month, two meals per day. So the CNDCs were helping us to check that. We were also using the local leaders uh, to to help us with that. Some of the food parcels we took to the churches because we know that the church leaders are also working with uh, people and they would know from their churches who are the most vulnerable people. So we, we, we just invited people to help us uh, to monitor and ensure that uh, the intervention is directed to where the need is. And I'm not saying there could not have been challenges. There were areas where we had some challenges as we were dishing out the food parcels and as we were supported by many donors also uh, to uh, give the food parcels. You'll find that there were families that were given uh, twice, thrice, whilst others uh, may, could, could have remained vulnerable. And that's where we needed community leaders to help us, that we should be honest with one another and we should uh, ensure that we target those that are most vulnerable. Have there been consequences for such errant behaviour from those entrusted with the work of the department? Well, it, in some cases, it would not have been deliberate. Uh, the, the problem is that at the moment, we don't have one uh, provincial or national data that can show, that uh, can say these are the people who are vulnerable. We were depending on uh, you know the lists that are coming from different angles. That, like I'm saying, we are also using Barut. So if let me make an example, someone would be given food by national lottery because it also uh, handed out food parcels. The Department of Social Development would not, may not know and maybe repeat such a family. A private person donating may or could not have known that the Department of Social Development gave the family food and they may repeat them. So uh, what we are doing now, we are uh, creating a provincial database and we are setting up what we call uh, the joint committees where uh, we are putting together several stakeholders that we can inform one another that, no, no, these ones have been helped. Let's go to these ones that are not yet helped. 
Ma, when last did you look at your website, the Free State Department's website, social development specifically? We when last were you regularly? Regularly. Mm. How how would I know any of what you are saying to be so? Because I spent a good deal this afternoon, and I'm still on mm. that website. A lot of the information that you are giving us now. I can only take your word for it. It's it's not at all on your website. I mm. don't know where I, let's say, with my skills or with my money or with my access points to the, some of the challenges that I know are inherent in a province like the Free State. Mm. I wouldn't know where to begin simply because it is scanned for relevant information. Your mm. website. Who is in charge of your website and what do you tell this person when you engage your website, given that you look at it regularly? Well, it's something that we are discussing, uh, realizing that we are not strong uh, on our website. Uh, we are much stronger on the Facebook, on the website. Yes, there are challenges. We are dealing with them. Uh, I I can agree to that one. Is, isn't that a problem that your government information is more present on Facebook, a social media platform that doesn't belong to this country, than a website that is supposed to be the first port of call for you as the department to engage the citizens, those at least who are available on an online platform, and then better understand your programs, better engage your programs, better deal with the lack of information and data that on your own submission is discoordinated. Hence, you have a situation where many get um, the same thing and many don't get what others have received in, 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 in multiple supplies of. Is, isn't that like a core challenge for the department? It's true what you are raising, Songeso, but uh, you should also, uh, I think, note that uh, most of the people are using uh, the social media more than uh, the website itself and uh, we are trying to get to uh, where we could reach out on many people. I'm not saying it is right that our website should not uh, be you know, uh, be able to have the most current uh, information but really what is doing more well and where we are getting more response in terms of engagement is at social media platforms, much as they may be owned from elsewhere. No, I don't dispute the value of social media, and I'm going to take a couple of calls right now. What the challenge is with not being present where you belong is that you create a lacuna for people on social media to peddle. It could be true, it could very well be fake. And, and that's where social media is most successful. Anybody who has a view, not necessarily true, not necessarily correct, not necessarily authorized, has that view. And if it is the submission of the MEC for social development in the free state that they use more social media than they do than their own recognized platform, a website, is that not a problem that is inherent in how then all of your programs would be disjointed? For instance, I don't know how many public entities belong to the MEC's desk, the social development that is. I, I, I'm trying to look for your speeches. I cannot find them so that I can follow your policy directive, what your priorities are. I'm trying mm. to find the budget vote speech. I cannot find it. Not this year's, not last year's. I'm mm. trying to understand where your centers for vulnerable people are so that if I have access to such a center and I want to give off whatever it is that is muscle that I can give off, I cannot mm. find. And I'm loath to go to social media simply because not only could the account itself be cloned, the information there is very susceptible to those persons who enjoy peddling fake news. Mm. 
No, I hear you. Uh, like I said, we are trying to uh, improve uh, on our website. It's something that we are dealing with. Um, uh, one of the things that delayed us was trying to get a provincial approach in, uh, in terms of uh, the website. Let's take a couple of calls. 891 That's the number to dial to get through to the studio and we can have a conversation with the MEC for Social Development in the Free State Province, Memamiki Kabeta. In Durban, it is Anonymous. Good evening, Anonymous. Anonymous in Durban. Anonymous in Durban somehow is not available. Let's continue the conversation then. Let, let's talk about specific programs now that mm. are in the pipeline, are not yet implemented, and where the stranglehold might be in relation to those imminent projects. Uh, are we still in relation with COVID-19 or are you uh, asking generally all the programs? Specifically the, in relation to like COVID-19. Department? Specifically in relation to COVID-19. In other words, now that you've had, what, the best part of two months to see where you are strong and where you are not so strong and the evolution of some of the programs that have to be implemented given the fact that government's regulations nationally are changing mm-hmm. from five to four to three, what then could still be in the pipeline that perhaps the citizens of the Free State Province could anticipate either in level three or in the balance of the levels, be it two or four? Well, at the moment, what we are busy with, uh, we are uh, engaged in preparing for the opening of the uh, ECDs, which is uh, most uh, challenging also, uh, because, you know, uh, the ECDs are worse than the schools. At the schools, uh, the children, are, the learners are sitting on the desks, and therefore you can mark a distance uh, with a desk that uh, you observe uh, the social distance. But at the ECDs, it's children who do not have an understanding of this whole thing. Uh, some are sitting uh, on mattresses uh, just to, to play on them. Uh, we are We can see that they won't be... Uh, able to avoid playing with one another, hugging uh, one another and all that. So at the moment, that is the biggest thing that we are dealing with. We are assessing all the ECDs that we are having, those that are registered and those that are non-registered. Because much as an ECD may be uh, not registered, but uh, the Constitution puts uh, the obligation on the Department of Social Development for the protection and the care of a child. So that is the most important thing that we are doing now. But we are also uh, working together with the Department of Education. As the schools have been opened now, we are to ensure that we have social workers uh, that are working together with the Department of uh, Education. We have just appointed uh, uh, 92 uh, social workers, 52 of them we have placed at the second of uh, education. Uh, the rest, we are going to use them to work together with those that are in ECDs to ensure that we are ready for uh, the children to come back. Uh, we are also observing the announcements that were made by the president, uh, the issue of the social relief that was announced we are working very closely with uh, SASA, uh, assessing how uh, does this 350 uh, uh, gets applied for, 
gets access to the people. Those are some of the things that we But at the same time, we are also continuing to improve the workplace. Uh, as we are phasing in the workers to come back to work, that they should come at a safe environment, that we shouldn't uh, uh, spread uh, the coronavirus. We are in conversation with Mayor Mami Gitlabeta, the MEC for Social Development in the Free State. A lot of things are yet to take place in the Free State Department Social Development, given the fact that a lot of the, what is being said is still to take place. Let's take a couple of calls. Anonymous in Durban, good evening. Anonymous, good evening. I'm struggling. Hello, to... Hello ma'am. How are you? Very well, thank you. Indeed. Your thoughts, please. Yeah. Sorry, just give me one second to put my radio off. Sorry, sorry. Anonymous, you've been very naughty right now. Hello, I'm back. Indeed. Hello? Please continue. Uh, hello, are you talking to me? Yes, ma'am, we are talking to you. Please continue. Okay. I, I just want to talk about that. Uh, you know, it's uh, 2020 now, and I'm surprised that people in authority, they don't know how to administer, um, uh, you know, the groceries or the funds because they've been doing it for years. The, the, you know, uh, the, the, what development you said, the, uh, the, the head, the MEC that's there on the show, she's some which development. Social development. Social development. Yes, they've been there for many, many, many months. And I can't seem to understand how they cannot get it right. And they say they made so many mistakes, you know, along the way. Because they do have the experience and the expertise. Because I worked, 20 years ago, I worked in social welfare. And we used to do the same thing, capture people's details. And then internet with one another. Because if you have an interneting facility, then you internet with one another, so you don't uh, uh, cause a, uh, you know a confusion or or, or duplicate things. I, uh, because you're supposed to give your the details of your uh, e- email, the uh, SMS, all modern facilities now SMS your details to the other person, then they can see that they won't be duplicating, and that other person will SMS to this person that uh, the details, and it just go on in that uh, format. But I can't seem to understand. They think they make so many mistakes. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel you there. Surprise. Thank surprise, you so much, surprise. Anonymous in Durban. Let's go Thank to you. Nigel Miles. You're on the line. Good evening. Good evening, Miles. Yes. Can you hear me? Your thoughts, please. Yes, it's Miles here. Look, this thing of food parcels and the Department of Social Development. It is a culture of impunity where these politicians do as they are pleased. And since there isn't a consequence management, this thing is not going to stop. I mean, you're a councillor, you're a member of parliament, you're a member of legislature, you are connected with people that steals food from the poor, and nothing happens with these people, you know? And we as an organization are sick and sad to keep on talking about people that steal from their own people while starving. I mean, food, man. What is the MEC telling us, the the, the MEC for Social Development telling us that we are used to this kind of sweet talks and nothing happens? Fantastic. Let's move on. We certainly do appreciate your thoughts, Anonymous, as well as you, Miles. We've got a couple of voice notes for your attention as well. Matt Labetta, the MEC for Social Development in the Free State Province. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good evening, Sangeza. 
just a quick one. I'm not sure whether you're only focusing on the COVID-19 uh, with the MEC there, but I just want to uh, ask you to please check with her as to how far is the department with regard to the issue, pending issue of the Disabled People's Protective Workshop uh, that was long proposed, uh, I think a long time ago, and uh, nothing has happened as yet. So, yeah, if you may check with her, with her as to is it being considered or it was discarded or whatever. Thank you. Good evening, uh, Songhezu. This is uh, Mavis in case of 10. I tell you what, as I listen to the lady that you're interviewing from Pumalanga, it is so clear and loud to me that it is just a word. And it is, sounds like there's nothing to what she says except that she's reading it. I don't even believe that it's impl is implemented. The fact that there is not even a website where you can read an update on what is happening, it shows that her department is actually, dis actually dysfunctional. I'm sorry to say that, but that's how it, sound, it looks like to me. I hope they will really take seriously the job and the lives of the people that are in, they are interested with. Before you respond, let's just get a couple of house calls and housekeeping right, ladies and gentlemen. Please make sure you listen to the conversation. We are in conversation with the Free State Social Development MEC. We try and respect the guests as well by correctly referring to them. And sometimes it does come across somewhat as rude when you say your guest over there. The person does have a name. It's and the MEC for Social Development, Memamiki Kabeta. She's not from Bumalanga either. Let's engage with some form of respect, please, so that we can get out of our guests the necessary cooperation because it is very easy for a guest to just drop the line and move on because they feel as though this platform is not affording them the necessary respect. To the extent that you might be offended by somehow by how some of the comments came through to you, Memamiki, I do apologize on behalf of our listeners. It's not usual that this happened. In as much as I would urge our listeners, please, when they drop us voice notes, make sure your television set is off or your radio is off. And certainly when you're on air, you're on air because your radio is off. We, we, we can't afford the time taken between you being on air, having to go switch your radio off and coming to rejoin us. There are many people who would want to participate, and we have given you however so the priority. Memamiki, do you want to respond? No, people are not happy, clearly. There's something yeah. that the Free State Department of Social Development is not doing correctly. Yeah, um, I, I think that uh, the the first caller, uh, Anonymous from Deben, uh, did not understand me when I referred to mistakes. I said uh, COVID-19 is new to all of us. It's a challenge that is new to all of us. And it necessitated us, uh, us to respond to it, not knowing about it. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, along the way, we make mistakes and we learn from the mistakes and we are perfecting ourselves as, as we, we, we go along. And then uh, Miles, who is talking about the stealing of food parcels and all that, you know, it, it's a pity that uh, uh, people would raise such things but would never uh, give proof of the issues that they are raising and uh, 
how do we deal with uh, these allegations that where people are never uh, available to give us proof of what is happening? Because May I, I want to you, believe please? that where there is proof, uh, there would be action. I know that in other provinces, there were areas where such matters were uh, reported, and I know that uh, the, the government did take uh, steps against such people where it was reported that people are sitting with... Uh, parcels they are not uh, distributing them we need information of those who are not uh, doing what is supposed to be done and i want to believe that steps will be uh, taken Mm. and then uh, there is a question about the protective workshops Uh, in the free state we have 24 protective workshops we are working very well with them Uh, and i am proud to announce that the department uh, of social development in the free state if it's not leading uh, in nationally. I don't know which other depart- uh, department is beating us. In terms of um, representation of people with disabilities, the Department of the Free State has just recently appointed 75 people with disabilities, which m- is making us to stand at 5% representation within the department. Um, the Act talks about a 2% representation. The white paper talks about 7% representation. And we are standing at 5% representation. We, were, uh, we, we had geared ourselves that this financial year, we will add a further 2% to be at 7%, uh, as the white paper says. But we are now, uh, you know, being uh, held back by the COVID-19 pandemic challenges because most of our budgets, we had to redirect them to respond effectively to the challenges that are brought forth by COVID-19. Well, I don't know what Mavis says when she says the department is dysfunctional. I I hope that she could have added more. Let let me come in there because I think there are some concerns, even how you have responded. You made on your own account that there have been families who have received multiple food parcels, whereas some have not. I followed up with that question and said, has there been any consequence management? You didn't say, yes, there has been consequence management. Let me... Songeso? Songeso? I'm here, ma'am. Uh, I, I, I would plead for people to listen uh, 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 to what uh, I'm saying uh, very well. I said there could have been a possibility of repetitions to some families because of a a data that is uh, not consolidated into one. I didn't specifically say there are people who got more than. I said there could have, this is what we picked up as a challenge that there could have been people that could have been. given more than once because we are many stakeholders coming from different angles, not having informed one another. As I speak with you now, we are having a case uh, which uh, is uh, brought forth against the department uh, by one uh, political party. They They are fighting us when we were saying, donors, we appreciate what you are doing in terms of helping us on uh, the food parcels fighting uh, food insecurity. But work together with the provincial joint committee 
so that we should know that we are not repeating people. If you go out from your own angle and go give people food, you may repeat. Here's where I want to come in. That Here. have been given. And that is what I was referring to. Here's there are many people who are private, who are helping us, who are just going into communities without engaging us. And we would not know if they have given the people that we have already given. But in any event, those statistics wouldn't count because that's just a private enterprise. We're talking about government work here. When we talk about the Department of Social Development as it pertains to children, that is the primary department. All statistics on and about children come from the Department of Social Development and they go to the Department of Education, to the Department of Health, to SASA, an agency of social development. When we talk about children in foster care, social development has those numbers or should have those numbers. We are talking about the fiduciary of social development. Social development cannot be relying on other agencies or other entities or other government departments for information that belongs to it. That is what is here the issue. And a lot of the time you have referred to working with other departments, getting information from other departments, and which we propose to you is not how it should be done. No, no. Uh, uh, so, uh, working alone would never ever make it. We work together so that we can reach out more and we inform one another in, in terms of any vulnerability. Me as a MEC for social development, my eyes would not be all over. I would not see a child at a school who does not have school shoes and would depend on our partners uh, to tell us about other vulnerabilities that are there. Would uh, depend on communities if there is a family that is, does not have any access to food to help us with such information that this family does not have anything to eat. Can you assist? And others, we, uh, we, 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 we met with them through social media. There are people who posted on social media that I am vulnerable, I don't have anything in my home, and would send social workers to go and assess and intervene. It's only in working together that we can reach out to more people. We fully accept As that. the Department of Social Development, we are working, not working alone. We are working with stakeholders. Now, on the basis of what you have said, to what extent then is that information coming through to you because you should have social workers on the ground giving you these facts and figures about children, not because they are going to the schools, but because they are going to their homes. They are in the community care centers. Their feet are on the ground in the community collecting that data, which the department then collates and distributes to its social partners. To what extent then are you involving social workers on this? They are involved, uh, but the challenge is that given the budgetary constraints, we don't have adequate social workers to cover all the space. Hence, we are working with the rest of other people. If there is a mother who uh, has just given birth and is attending clinic, the nurses will tell us about the vulnerability and will respond to it. If there is a child at school, whom the teachers can see that there is vulnerability in this family. They are telling us and we are responding to such a challenge. We are not working alone. Let's talk about the 350 because you said you were still assessing how it is to be applied for and this is in conjunction with SASA. Has the Department of Social Development paid any of the extra 
grants that the president spoke about sometime in was it May when he said, sorry, it was sometime in April when 350 rand, for instance, would be given to those persons who have no other way of getting an income? Has the Department of Social Development paid any 350 to anybody? Yes, we did. And how is it being administered? Uh, it's, it has its own challenges. Uh, the people are impatient to be paid uh, very quickly. The process is slow. Uh, one, because uh, FASA as I have uh, alluded about the department, is dealing with a new mandate, uh, which is huge, without uh, having an That is not number. a new mandate. Sorry to interrupt you, ma'am. That is not a new mandate. It might be a new program, but it's not a new mandate. It's a constitutional obligation, Section 27, no, no, Social it's Security. It's a new mandate as announced by the president that SASA should pay the 350 to the people. Their systems were not uh, 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 set up to do that. It's a new mandate to them, and uh, they were supposed to deal with that new uh, mandate that is coming to them. So when you said earlier on you were still assessing how it is applied for, on what basis would you have paid what you said you have paid out if you are not yet sure how the process itself works in terms of applications for the 350? Uh, what uh, I am referring to, Songeso, is that uh, uh, when people are applying, because they are applying to SASA, we are trying to follow up on them uh, in terms of the turnaround time of when do they get uh, their payouts. And we have learned through the process because I also have to learn so that I can go and report to the MinMEC in order to uh, improve our our services. That's one of the things that I do. Now, uh, most we let let me tell you this: in the free state, uh, three hundred and thirty-three thousand people applied. Of the three hundred and thirty-three thousand people that have applied, almost half of them are duplications. They are duplications because. Uh, they are using a lot of methods to apply. They are using the website, they are using the WhatsApp, they are using the USSD number, they are using the email. Now, one person would find that have used all these systems to apply, and therefore that's the starting point. Uh, SASA would cleanse the data to ensure that there are no duplications in terms of uh, applications. After that, then they would ensure uh, other issues of compliance, that you are a South African, that you don't get any other grant or any other income from anywhere. Now, all of these things are making it to take time for them to be able to release the money to the people. The people are uh, impatient to be paid out, but SASA must ensure that it, it does due diligence, uh, not just pay out, follow up all these uh, processes, and that's where we are. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Mayor Mamiki Kabete, MEC for Social Development in the Government of the Free State Province.